Creative Brain Candy by Creators for Creators. All right, man. It has been a week already. <laughs> like, yeah, yeah. I cannot. I mean, it's your platform. Let's do it. It's our platform. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Let's share the wealth. Right. We can share. But man, just the world has been pissing me off lately. <laughs> It has been one thing after the other this week, and I'm uh, I'm ready to just get crispy. I don't know what you're going to bring up, because we just came up with a basic idea for the first episode of 2022. I don't know what you're going to bring up, but my last couple of weeks have been absolute BS as well. So I feel like this is going to be an episode of just venting and getting shit out there. Yes. <laughs> and I'm drinking coffee at 9.30, so oh, be prepared. Damn it. Highly caffeinated. It's time for Eyes Forward March. Let's begin. Well, there it is, the new simplified intro. I don't know if that's going to be the final, but it's going to work for now. What the hell's going on, man? Man, where do I start? <laughs> I don't know. Hold on. Let me collect your thoughts. Let you know. collect my thoughts? <laughs> yeah, let me look, collect your thoughts. Bacon's thoughts are scattered all over about. <laughs> Ooh, look, like you're out there with a little trash picker-upper. <laughs> you're on the side of the road wearing your prison jersey. Oh, man. <laughs> oh, look, another one of Bacon's thoughts. Oh, the classic clips that we get while recording Eyes Forward March. Before we get started, let, let's just jump to this, right? Uh, we don't have an official mailbag because nobody ever emails us, but somewhere along the line, I heard... That somebody asked, why does Sergeant Seagar talk so much? Yeah, I um, actually heard that same question. I'm going to tell you the reason why I talk so much is because I like to entertain myself. And when there is silence, I fill that silence with my voice, which I think is incredibly horrible, but it's the best voice that I have. So I'm going to just talk. And this medium allows me to do it. Interesting. Well, I'll pass that along to uh, the person asked question. Yeah. I mean, I, I would imagine he or she listens to the podcast every once in a while, or just maybe he or she is listening to you edit yes. while getting annoyed at my voice. That's maybe what's going on. Or <laughs> after it's in post on the car ride to uh, swimming, and I hear in the backseat, eyes forward, march. When you get rolling, by no means am I going to stop the the cigar train. We have had episodes where I talk a lot and episodes where you talk a lot. So, I mean, it. I think it's a 50-50, you know. Averages out. Yeah. Uh, are we going to add something special this year? We had kind of talked offline that uh, we should add maybe like a this time period in military history. And I thought that was good. And I came up with a few things, but uh, did you have something you wanted to add first? No, I think it's a great idea um, because one of the things we have talked about kind of changing things up and being a little bit more forward and doing different things and having fun and it's time for military history. <laughs> I love it. <laughs> I don't know if that's what we're going to stick with, but we want to do military history in between episodes. So every episode, we're just going to give you a little something that happened in military history from this episode to the next episode. And uh, Sergeant Bacon, you were very kind 
in uh, taking the lead on this and looking a few things up. So what do you have? So the first thing I have is on uh, January 6th of 1941, FDR delivered his uh, State of the Union. During that, he asked Congress for a Lend-Lease program to aid the Allies. Now, if we remember back on December 6, 1941, a very bad thing happened to America where the Japanese bombed Pearl Harbor. So it would make sense a month later, our commander-in-chief, or the commander-in-chief, would have asked Congress for assistance. Then, I'm not sure if this is really U.S. military history, but Joan of Arc had a birthday January 6 of 1412. 1412? Joan of Arc, yep. Happy birthday, Joan. Moving along to uh, January 7th of 1999. That was shortly after I enlisted. Yeah, yeah, I think uh, same here. The commander-in-chief at that time was uh, President Clinton. A man who loves his cigars. Yeah, and his women. (laughs) But for the first time in 130 years, Congress began an impeachment proceeding to see if uh, President Clinton should be removed. Huh, interesting. But also, happier news, on January 7th in 1800, President Millard Fillmore had a birthday. He was our 13th president. Oh, man, that was so long ago, I can't even remember. Commander-in-chief. Mm-hmm. Should pay homage to the man. Absolutely. This one's kind of fun. January 8th of 1815. The Battle of New Orleans happened. Ooh. Um, so this is when General Andrew Jackson defended against the British, causing 2,000 casualties to the British. Where it got interesting was the war was declared over two weeks earlier. <laughs> <laughs> so so that battle was made famous by Johnny Horton in a ballad, uh, the ballad, uh, Battle of New Orleans. Oh, wow. Yeah. So, wow. You know... In 1814, he took a little trip. Right, that one? Yeah. Yeah. Well, if I could play it and not get in trouble, I totally would. Moving along, January 9th was the birthday of uh, our 37th president, uh, Richard Nixon. Oh. He was born uh, January 9th, 1913. So I feel like uh, you had two birthdays in there, Joan and Nixon. Yeah, I got a few going on and Fillmore. Okay. Then, in January 10th of 1861, Florida became the third state to secede from the Union in the events that would lead up to the Civil War. Ooh, damn you, Florida. Curse you, Florida. (laughs) A day later, Alabama said, hey, let's do that, too, for the same reason. Uh Uh-huh. January 11th of 1755, Alexander Hamilton had a birthday. Now, Alexander Hamilton was a founding father, and he was gunned down in a duel on the White House lawn by none other than Aaron Burr in the famous milk commercial. What? The guy's eating the cookies, and he's like, for $1 million, who shot Alexander Hamilton? He's like, got his mouth full of cookies, and he's looking for the milk. He's like, Uber, Uber. (laughs) What? You remember this? Wow. Yeah. All right. Well, hey, that's cool. Uh, January 12th, 1991, Congress authorized President Bush to use military force against Iraq following Iraq's invasion of Kuwait, which then would lead to Operation Desert Storm. Yep. Uh, that was Bush uh, Bush 1. 
George H.W. Bush, yep, yes. Yeah, Bush won uh, the six-month war, I believe, is what, that's what I refer to uh, Desert Storm as. I remember, did you ever collect the trading cards from Desert Storm? Uh, no, I collected the trading cards from Iraqi Freedom. I See, I never saw the trading cards from Iraqi Freedom. I remember collecting, I'd go to the grocery store and they'd have like the baseball cards and the basketball cards. And then they had the, uh, the Desert Storm trading cards. I, man, I probably had two sets when I was a kid. If only I understood that things can disappear and become valuable. So I got three more things here. Okay. Before we, uh. Move on. Um, January 12th of 1737 was John Hancock's birthday. Oh, great man. Great man. Outstanding man. Now, where he becomes famous or where people really see him is when he signed, you know, the Declaration of Independence, he's just got his huge name. What a guy. I'm going to sign. I don't know if he signed first, signed last, but he took up the most space. For some reason, and I, I... I don't know why, but I don't think he was the first one to sign. I almost want to say he was the last one to sign. I'm probably completely wrong. There are many historic or history buffs out there, but John Hancock, I mean, he signed one of the most infamous papers of our time. Yeah. Is that that not crazy? crazy? Uh, January 14th of 1741, Benedict Arnold was born. Now, Benedict Arnold is known as a traitor. Right. Um, so he took West Point and then he was conspiring with the British to hand that over. We caught wind of it, we being the the revolutionaries. Mm-hmm. We caught wind of that and we're like, you know what? Boom. There was a lot of promises that were made to to General Arnold, like a promotion. Basically what happened was he got caught and he's like, Shit, I ran and ran to England. Oh. His memorial is boots in the stirrups facing backwards. Interesting. Yep. Very interesting. And then finally, on January 15th of 1929, Dr. Martin Luther King Jr. was born. Ah, the the cool Dr. King. Yes, sir. Dr. King. Uh, And and what what an amazing thing he did for the country, bring us out of the segregation era. That man had the, the strongest, the hardest set of balls of just about any man that I could think of. I was going to say any man that you've ever felt. <laughs> no, I'm, I'm being serious. That guy literally said, I don't give a shit about my life. I give a shit about our people. Did what he did. That's incredible. And that's admirable. I, I can't say any better than that. Okay. Well, that is, and I, I probably should create an outro for that. What was that? Yes. Time for military history. That was a, that was a new little thing that we're going to try to do. Uh, Mike, condense that, shorten it up. I don't know. Who knows what we're going to do? Yeah. But let us know. Like it or hate it. <laughs> like it, hate it. All of you in Canada that listen to this podcast. All right, let's get down to the nitty gritty. Let's get down to business, dude. What is going on? <sighs> All right, lay Meetings. it on me. Meetings being number one on my list. Oh, meetings. Have I ever told you how much I hate meetings? Think so. Maybe once or twice. Uh, yeah. What a, what just what a cosmic, epic, giant Galapagos waste of time. Mm-hmm. Most meetings are like, I, I swear most meetings are set up by people that have no friends in the office. And they're like, you should have a meeting so I can see somebody other than myself. <laughs> 
they're just like time wasters. They just, let me call you all in here. We need to do a safety meeting. Okay. We're going to talk about heat injuries. It's December. <laughs> where I'm from. It was below zero on Monday. Heat injuries are at the bottom of my list. Yep. Have you ever had a meeting about meetings? No, I have not had a meeting about a meeting. I have. We we have meetings. It, it, meetings suck. And meetings should last no longer, according to regulation, than an hour. But if a meeting lasts longer than an hour, then they say you're not really getting anything out of it. Now, what I think they are trying to say is that if it lasts, you're only going to hold the attention span of an individual for an hour. After that, they're done. They're not going to get anything from it. But I mean, like what they typically bring up in these meetings are like, it's useless or it's trivial or it's outdated and it's information that would have been better given to me yesterday. Mm -hmm. Or it's a meeting to go over what was sent out that everybody read. Like, I, you sent it to me. I read it. I don't have any questions. I'm good to go. Or I read it. I have a question. I call you. But instead, I'm not going to ask the question because I know that every Monday we're going to have an hour-long meeting about what you sent out to read. And we're going to go line by line. Yeah. It's not story time with the boss, man. You know, it's a meeting. I just feel like people that want meetings upon meetings upon meetings, just they just want to feel like they have authority. And these people typically, in my experience, could not lead a hungry wolf to meat. <laughs> they couldn't pour water out of a boot with instructions on the heel, right? Like these guys just to feel like they go home to their wife or their husband and they're like superhero pose and they're like, I held three meetings today. Do you remember when Microsoft Office came into existence and everybody learned how to PowerPoint? And for 20 plus years, if I needed to put information out, I would PowerPoint. Create a PowerPoint. Throw it in a PowerPoint. All they have to do is look at the PowerPoint or I can present the PowerPoint. And then now PowerPoint's dying. You know the term death by PowerPoint. Oh, yes. And the PowerPoint Ranger. Right. Now everybody's like, I don't want to do a PowerPoint. And now we're going to meetings where we have to have these long, drawn-out conversations. And it's a waste of time. I, I liken meetings to, I don't like meetings. So a meeting is like where you're trying to plan, right? So there's a girl. And we want, we both one of us want to take her on a date. You have a meeting about where to go, what you're going to do. And in the meantime, I just go do it. I just go take her out. And now I've got the girl and you're still in a meeting. True. You miss out. You miss the opportunity by having a meeting. Yeah, I agree. Meetings are good, providing that you know exactly what you want to talk about. The hot topics. What are the, what are the hot rocks, as we call them? Right. Like, hey, welcome everybody, or like do a roll call. You there, you there, you there, great. Okay, here's, here's uh, everybody's read this. I've sent it out. Everybody's good to go. Uh, here are the things that I believe are going to be hot rocks that I'm concerned about. I think you should be concerned about, blah, 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 blah. Okay, around the room, what are your questions? And okay, uh, group one, group two, we're out. No, you're right, and, th and that's how a meeting should go. But you get these sidebars, you mm -hmm. get people want to 
w- one more thing, or I'll caveat on that, or I'll piggyback onto this. Okay, I hate the one more thing person. I hate yes. that. Like typically rhymes with sergeant major. Not not for me. For me, it's typically the brand new sergeant who doesn't know, and that's okay. And they 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 want to ask because it's the thought. Uh, or it's that gal in SLC that just hey, uh, one more thing. Like nobody else cares. Ask it on the side. Uh, <laughs> We're going on break in four minutes. You can ask that question in the hallway. <laughs> right, exactly. So, I, yeah, I absolutely hate the, oh, one more question. Oh, one more question. I hate that person. Think about your question and does it benefit the group as a whole? You're right. Or is it something I need to know? And when you're in a training environment, for instance, like we we were at SLC, I understand that they want participation, but I felt like when they wanted participation, what they really wanted was the, oh, one more thing. Let me interject a caveat, which by the way, everybody uses that word incorrectly. The word caveat? Yes. Absolutely. 100%. Nobody that uses the word caveat as their everyday language knows what the F caveat means. Not not at all. (laughs) People that use the word caveat are typically people that need a caveat. Let's pause for station identification. Psst. Excuse us. We've been trying to reach you about your life's traumatic experiences. No, no. Don't hit fast forward. We come in peace. I'm Jamie. And I'm Steph. And we're the hosts of the Stay Wild Trauma Child podcast. We are two best friends who are openly sharing their healing journeys while navigating sudden loss, parenthood, relationships, mental health, and so much more. So grab your favorite drink, get cozy, and join us every other Tuesday night for some hard truths, a whole lot of laughs, and maybe even a little bit of healing. We will shut up now and let you get back to your show. Stay wild, future trauma child. I guess the last thing that's really been, there was a school shooting in Michigan. Now all of a sudden, the three middle schools in my town have had students basically hoaxing a similar situation. Now the students in these schools, most of them are like, this is some serious shit and we're not going to deal with that. So they've been reporting people to um, the authorities and mm-hmm. most of them are being charged with terrorizing and it's just really not cool when you're sitting down with your kids having these conversations about the world is going to shit and all you can do is keep yourselves safe yeah it's kind of weird and it's hard for me to not get political when i when i when i look at this sub really hard i i don't understand why this is a thing the only thing I can think is people like they want attention, like just to get your name out there. Like you pulled this off. No, like that's not, that's not okay. No, nah, I don't, I don't think that's it. My problem with these school shootings and everything else is that there are more school shooting or not necessarily shootings, but there's more school stuff happening. Like remember at one point in time, it was the, uh, I'm a hellraiser kid and teachers can't do shit. And that that kind of goes in between the individual shootings. If you really pay attention and if you really look at the news, because and, and don't look at freaking USA Today or CNN or any of the big broadcast networks because they're only going to report the shit that is in their narrative. And I, I will argue the same thing 
with Military Times. Military Times is only going to report what's within their narrative. So there are things that happen uh, with regulations and with policy changes and this and that. You don't see Military Times post an article about that when it benefits the soldier because when you post something that is happy and cheery and go lucky then everybody's like yo yay whatever and it, it actually it just doesn't even get viewed people don't spread the news when you say oh uh everybody's gonna get promoted to e6 tomorrow because we need e6s when like the army times when they talk about the acft the way that they word everything oh sure is to make you it instantly when you read it gives you a negative feeling about the changes that are coming. I think I remember seeing specifically like army times, they would take a topic, new weapons qual coming and how it affects you. And it affects me because it's part of my job, right? Like what I have to do to stay in the business in the military doesn't matter. If I can't adapt and grow, maybe I should have a fucking meeting. Right, yeah, no, you should have a meeting. Let's go talk about it. And I actually, I need to get more educated on the new weapons qual because I literally been like, I'm just going to shut my eyes. I don't even give a shit. To me, complete bullshit. Why do I need to have a CCO to freaking qualify? Well, right. You shouldn't. You should be able to qualify with the iron sights like you've always had to because guess what? Batteries fucking die. Yep. And your little red dot that you've been so, become so dependent on doesn't work and now what now you're fucked here's another one in 1998 when i enlisted i couldn't be a mechanic because i was colorblind red green colorblind. same and so they said well you can be a truck driver i said all right i'll be a truck driver now 23 years later you want me to freaking qualify with a red dot cco against a green target are you fucking an idiot there's no way that i can do that I know the pain. Did you, when you shot iron sights, did you ever paint the front sight post with like a whiteout? No, I never did. I shot probably my best qualifications ever when I did that because it would offset that black front sight and that dark green uh, silhouette so I could actually differentiate between the two. Much smarter than I am. Maybe. They wouldn't let me be a mechanic either for the same reason. Let's talk about the COVID vaccine. Yeah, they have at least in my state, I mean, done a very poor job of disseminating that now if you have refused the vaccine, take away your medical, your religious, right? The straight refusals. They've done a horrible job, in my opinion, and this might be a state thing, of saying, okay, you're going to flag them this weekend. You're going to flag them. You're going to bar them. Okay, then what? Tell me then right. what? Now, they do mention, in for me, they do mention uh, starting the process of separation, at one point very early on in the guidance but then as you read through it you're like okay wait i'm not i have to flag them i have to bar them but i'm not processing them for separation until i'm told to the subliminal message there is that we have to show that we are a hundred percent vaccinated by this date whatever that date is oh you can't be a hundred percent vaccinated if you're going to allow exemptions or if you're going to allow people to say fuck you 
I'm not getting vaccinated and just kind of hang out and without promotion, without awards, without anything until they ETS, which could be five, five and a half years from now. Who knows? Right. Yeah. I am. I am excited. I'm worked up about this half-assed COVID bullshit. We're in the middle of a pandemic, but we, we have half-assed this. And this isn't the military. This is everybody, the, the world for all I care. Uh, I don't have to wear a mask at any given point in time, except for when I do my PHA. When I go to the patching ceremony and I receive my new soldiers because they are patching brand new into the, they've completed basic training. They're going to get their little patch that says they belong to this organization. They have to wear a mask, but I have to meet them. I don't have to wear a mask. It's so half-assed. It pisses me off. Yeah, you're right. The... So we're at like threat con Bravo plus or some, yeah, health con or whatever the fuck it's called. We're supposed to wear a mask if we can't maintain six feet of distance, but we're all vaccinated. Right. What's the point? Well, did you see uh, the other night I saw it was uh, they were doing a uh, little documentary and gearing up for in New York, the Nutcracker. Everybody in the audience has to wear a mask, but nobody on stage does. The, the Tonight Show with Jimmy Fallon. Everybody in the audience has to wear a mask, but Jimmy Fallon and his guests don't. So what I'm seeing is that if you are in some way, shape on the totem pole up here, in some way, shape, or form, maybe you've just been in 20 years like us, you're good, do what you want to do. But if you're down here at the bottom, no, we're going to control you and you're not gonna, you're going to wear a mask. Right. So did you hear about what's going on in New York now. All private employers in New York City will have to require their workers to get vaccinated against COVID-19, according to the mayor, and that was on Monday. One of the most aggressive vaccine rules in the nation. Uh, Yeah, I would say so. That is highly aggressive. Considering the Biden administration tried to enforce a, a mandate that the district court, I think fourth or fifth, I think fifth, uh, has said, yeah, nope, you can't do that. This might be the last episode of our uh, podcast. Something that pisses me off is the last minute shit. And it comes all the way down from the top. We need 43 additional promotion packets. Uh, they're not qualified today, but they could be qualified in a month. We need those tonight, today. Yeah. Oh, okay. Close of business. Yeah, we need to close business today. Okay, yeah. And by the time it hits my desk, I got an hour before close of business to contact people that have lives, have jobs. Like, come out with a policy and say, hey, just do everybody. And if we need it, we need it. If we don't, we don't. And it, in the long run, it confuses soldiers because you create a packet, you sit them down, you create a packet with them. You're like, you're technically not eligible to be promoted today. But we're going to do this packet. We're going to put you on the list. It's going to look like you're right here, but really you're not on the list. It, it's so confusing and convoluted that you end up pissing people off. But basically what they're doing is they're trying to get rid of stabs. And a stab, if for those of you that don't know, there's a period of time, there is a date within the year where we go through and we look at every soldier and who's promotable. And that usually happens, you know, the first quarter 
of the training year, not the fiscal year. And what would happen is, is that certain MOSs would get exhausted because when we created the list, only X number of people were qualified. So we'd have to create a stab. A stab would basically be like, oh, hey, um, we ran out of people. Let's go ahead and look through everybody and see who has now become qualified since the list originally came out. But they don't want to do that anymore. They want to create one list at the beginning of the year and run with it. And it's a complete shit show because you're putting, you're doing a packet for everybody and me knowing my soldiers, I know that they're, I got five people throwing a number out there, five people that I guarantee you will not become eligible because of height or weight or PT or whatever the F within the next 365 days. Why do I have to waste 35 minutes putting a packet together to put them on the promotion list when they're never going to become eligible? No, no, that makes sense. If if you got a soldier who weighs 350 pounds, the chances of them dropping 200 of those pounds within the next 365 days are slim to none. That's like a pound a day, right? It's like that all over, and it doesn't make sense because, like, look, it is impossible for them, right? They'll go forward on a list for an MOS they don't have, right? <laughs> but they can get. And so then it's like, they're like, blah, 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 blah. I'm going to go forward on this list because I can get into school. Bitch, do you understand there's a three-year waiting list just to get into that MOS? Yep, yep. Entry level. And you're trying to come in as an E6 because there's an open E7 position somewhere, and you're too lame to get promoted within your MOS. Yep. So you're going to go and be the only guy on the list. What it really is, it's like, oh, there's got to be a way to make this more efficient. The execution is horrible. There has to be a way, because Sergeant Major comes down and says, well, you didn't put in a packet for uh, Corporal so-and-so. Well, yeah, because they're not going to get promoted. Well, okay, why not? And you have to explain the situation. And then it comes down and says, okay, well, if you're not going to put them on the list, you have to do this whole other packet to prove why they're not going to be put on the list. That's great for you, but it creates more work for everybody underneath. You're checking your box, Sergeant Major, but here, here's his file. He hasn't had a passing height waist since reenlist height weight since reenlistment. Speaking of, sorry, I'm gonna do it. I'm gonna interrupt. I'm gonna go on a tangent. Speaking of Sergeant Major, Sergeant Majors are notorious for tracking NCOERs, non-commissioned officer evaluation reports. And they get all stinky because we can't let those reports be more than 60 days overdue. I love the fact that they pull these bullshit reports out of bullshit systems that don't give them a real-life picture. I like how they try to create these reports from the higher and disseminate them down instead of saying, hey, fuckers, you know your people more than me. Send up your report. What's the status of your evaluations? I also love how we create an NCOER rating scheme, which says this rated individual is rated by this individual, senior rated by this individual, and reviewed by this individual. And when an NCOER is overdue, they don't 
contact the Raider and say, hey, Raider, where the F is this NCOER? Instead, they contact people outside of the rating chain. Hey, readiness NCO. Hey, first sergeant, where's this NCOER? Contact the freaking Raider and say, where is it? Up your button around the corner. That's where it's at. Oh, I fucking hate it. I, I've been in that boat. My NCOER is in the in the black, right? It's like way overdue. It was due the end of July, and yeah. it's just now at Department of the Army. Yeah, HQDA. I'm the Raider for a soldier, and it was done. The problem is, is that you used to be able to supplementary reviewer, and uh, the rated soldier used to be able to sign any order. They suddenly changed it. And that held it up because the supplementary reviewer is M-Day. Well, instead of contacting me and saying, hey, you're the Raider, where's your NCOER at? They contacted everybody else. So the Raided Soldier is freaking out on me. And I'm like, oh, shit. Okay, yep, it's fixed. I see that, like, I don't go in here every day. I see it's fixed, blah, blah, blah. Okay, submitted to HQDA. But my question is, I know that as the Raided Soldier, this is my leader. So that's my Raider. I know as the Raided Soldier, this is my Senior Raider. And I know that this is my Supplementary Reviewer. And if you look at the MTO, you can probably figure it out or get real close. So why the F am I wasting time creating an NCOER rating scheme if nobody looks at it? I literally create this thing to check a box and then afterwards nothing. No, that's exactly it, right? And then you look at the MTO and it's like, my supervisor is not my raider. They've got some other person as my raider. Mm -hmm. It's like, I walk up to the first sergeant, I'm like, hey, top, what's this? I have never met this person. That person's not even here and they're going to rate me? Right. No, he's like, hey, hey, I got you. We'll we'll make that adjustment because your supervisor should be your raider. Yep. And then he said- his supervisor should be your senior raider. I said, I agree with that. And for my rank, I don't need a reviewer, right? Right. So it stops at the senior raider, which is great. And I have a working relationship. Why do I stumble on RE words like release and review? I couldn't tell you. Anyway, it gets there and I have a relationship with both of these people. Very good working relationship. And that makes sense. But to bring somebody in that I've never met, who, from what I understand, is not a great person, they're going to rate me, and they're already six months behind. Right. I, I can't do that. I can't, not at this point in my career, because that's a career suicide. Because this person's going to be like, yeah, okay. And granted, I write my own anyway, you know, because I right. once you do your support form, like you're supposed to, you've essentially written your own NCOER. Which is the way it should be. It's your evaluation. It's your, it's what is supposed to evaluate you in your career and put you ahead of your peers. So why would you as a soldier not want to be directly involved? Well, and you should be, you should always feel like you're involved because honestly, right. If you don't know your Raider, like if you can't, let's say you're my Raider, Mm -hmm. let's say it worked out that way. If I can't text you and be like, Hey, Seagar. This is what's going on and help you understand where I'm at, why you're going to see 
potentially negative right. performance from me for a month or two while I worked through this personal issue. Okay, I'm forward and direct with you about it because that's how communication and leadership works. Mm-hmm. And then you can be like, okay, for the six days of that rating period, right? Because it's really two months, but it's really only six days. Yeah. This happened. They powered through and back to kicking ass. That's an issue with evaluations that I see is that nobody gives a shit about them until they have to sign them. And then they read them. That's when they can read them. And they're like, well, I don't agree with anything like that. Oh, shit. That's what I wrote. That's what you're getting. But it shouldn't be a big surprise if you're doing your counselings correctly, which, again, nobody does. It's just a pencil whip date. When did we have drill this month, this month, and this month? Because that's when we did our quarterly counselings. Do you rate somebody? Not anymore. Okay. I rate one person, and the evaluation only allows me to put in four dates, but I counsel the one person that I rate almost twice a month on average. And it doesn't have to be a formal uh, 4856, I counseled you. It literally just has to be a conversation about something. And then I go back to my desk and I write it in my notebook or I put it in my computer that I talk to you about this. So to be able to do four counselings, in a year should be easy. I know the regulation says you will quarter your subordinates quarterly, but you should be counseling them constantly. Well, right. Yeah. And we don't want to quarter our our subordinates. We want to counsel them quarterly. Yeah. Quartering them quarterly would really cause a mess. No, I, I, I just think that, you know, if whether it's positive or and I hate to say negative because there shouldn't be any negative counseling unless you went out, freaking uh, drank a case of beer and ran over uh, an ATM machine and took the money. I don't know. Um, it should That's be developmental. Yeah, it should be positive career. Like, hey, um, Lieutenant Snuffy walked in today and probably could have handled the situation a little bit better by, you know, this or that. You know, like those are developmental counselings like i've learned these things the hard way let me make your life easier i can do that two times a month easily all right well if you made it this long you know what's got the sergeants fired up (laughs) and hopefully we can carry this energy with us all the way through 2022 thank you for tuning in you said stinking Looks like that's another mission completed. A 30-mile check ride in the bag. Hit us up, podcastefm at gmail.com. Or follow Podcast EFM on Instagram. Thank you for listening. Until next time, I'm Sergeant Bacon. And I'm Sergeant Seagar. As always, eyes forward. March. Time for some legal shit. The views and opinions expressed right here on EFM are that of our own. They do not reflect those of Creative Brain Candy or their affiliates. Fuck. Ugh.